Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. So, what do you get when you take a smart ass sex and dating expert who's a little too smart for his own good? And you take a smoking hot vixen with just the right amount of naughty and nice. And together they point out all the very stupid things men and women do in the world of sex and dating. You get a juicy little podcast that is smart, sexy, and will knock you on your ass. It's unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is Believe in the Sex Playbook, and it starts right now. Hey everyone, welcome to Believe in the Sex Playbook. I'm your host, John Ibrahim, coming to you from the Windy City here on the Believe Podcast Network the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Alongside with me is my co-host, the four-time winner of the Nobel Peace Prize. (laughs) You're such a liar. Shay Kilmer. That's me. Hello, my romantics, erotics, and curious people. If you love the show as much as I love you, then please remember to subscribe to the Believe in the Sex Playbook and rate us with a five-star rating. You can find Believe in the Sex Playbook on your favorite podcast directories, including iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and others we'll mention at the end of the show. And of course, you can always find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts on Twitter. That's B-L-E-A-V. So, I know you might find this hard to believe, but, oh, hear what I said there? Believe? Get it? Oh, God. You might find this hard he to believe. He thinks he's clever, guys. I'm yeah, sorry. <laughs> I am clever. Too clever for my own good. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to find this hard to believe, but we're going to talk about sex this episode. Oh, my God. But not just any old sex. We're going to talk about first date sex. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh, a fan of first date sex, are you? Maybe. Well, I've done it. Have you done it? Yes. Okay. That's how I got my boy. Well, it was kind of like a continued on <laughs> like date where I just didn't leave. <laughs> <laughs> against his will? No, not against his will. Stop it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds like an interesting story. No, no. He invited me to stay over. And then it was the next day that it happened. So I don't, I guess it's still technically the first date, but. It's... You're still on the first date right now? No. Would you. <laughs> That's a long date. No, I'm saying the same day. Like, so we met for dinner and then we went back to his place. We didn't do anything that night. Then I stayed over. And then the next, that next day, it all happened. All right. And it worked out really well, didn't it? It did. See, you are living proof. I didn't even plan on this. We don't rehearse these things you know (laughs) i know shocker right guys (laughs) she is yeah they're like yeah believe me it sounds like you guys don't rehearse (laughs) but she's actually helping prove the thesis of this little episode about first date sex because a lot of people have preconceptions about first date sex and i think all of them are, are pretty unfair so the first important point is that first date sex is not the same as a one night stand. It is not. Nope. One night stand means obviously that it's the only time you ever see the person ever again, whether it's a date or having sex again, that sort of thing. It's you meet, you have sex, you go your separate ways and you never see that person again. 
that is a one night stand. And contrary to what a lot of you out there may think, I'm not a fan of one night stands, actually. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. I just feel like I honestly have to have like a connection with someone in order to have sex, like more than just like, oh, you're fucking hot. Let's fuck kind of thing. Right. And, and I love a connection, too. It doesn't have to be a romantic connection. There's all kinds of different connections, whether mm-hmm. it's a friendly friendship connection or casual relationship or it could even turn into love. But sex is way better when you have somebody with a connection. You can get that from first date sex. You can't really get that from a one night stand. And first date sex can lead to all of those things. You know, a lot of people think that a relationship is doomed from the start if you have sex too early, whatever that means. You know, whatever somebody's definition, this random, mysterious definition of too early, Mm -hmm. they think your relationship is doomed if you have sex too early. Yeah, and I think that's mainly put on women versus men because I've never heard a guy tell a guy, oh, your relationship's not going to work with her because you had sex with her the first night. I hear it only based to women. Do you agree? No, I totally agree. It's it's completely about the image of the woman if she has what society believes is this arbitrary definition of too early. And I found out that's from like the Victorian era too, all the way back then because like virginity was like a stand-in for purity and morality and it was used to repress women sexually. For sure. Is women who have sex too early, all kinds of labels are put on them Mm -hmm. um, unfairly, I believe. And and you're right. It did start way back when. And as society has sort of gotten more liberal and more free and confident, balancing their sexuality with safety and and power and all that kind of stuff, it's obviously loosened up those social stigmas than they have in the past but i mean even just like a couple decades ago you know when you know people my age were just starting to get into your sexuality it was taboo to even kiss on the first date you know people were like do you kiss or do you not kiss on the first date that used to be kind of a debate <laughs> and now it's do you sex or do you not yeah sex dude. On the first right date. kissing <laughs> is optional if you're gonna have first date sex but sex is always better with kissing yeah and i think like also again it's a stigma for men versus women where men they can have sex on the first date and it's whatever if women have it it's same thing again where they're just like slut shamed for sure you know men are considered like you know, a stud if they're able to close yeah, the deal on the first date. Yeah, they get high fives in the locker rooms. Right, which makes literally no sense because it takes two people to have sex, right? And if it happens on the first date, one can't be a hero and the other one be a <laughs> slut. It doesn't, it can't work that way. Sorry. We're a society, people. So, okay, Cupid, of all things, actually oh, I did. Went there before? Did, yeah, who hasn't? They did a survey where if people were answering truthfully, 46% of people say that they would have sex on the first date. That's almost half of the population says that they would. And I think that shows how far society has come. I don't think it means society has lost their moral compass. I think it means people are evolving in their comfort zone with, you know, trying to balance their comfort zone with the social stigmas. Yeah, I think it's getting obviously more open. Like same with like LGBTQ community and like all of that. And so I definitely agree that it should be more of the norm rather than a stigma. For sure. And let me let me throw let me throw it out there that, 
you know, Shay just mentioned the LGBT community is, you know, when me and Shay record, record these episodes, we always talk about men, women, the opposite sex, or but all these dating advice, tips, topics, they relate to same sex, gender couples, to any member of the LGBT community. You know, yep. it all dating is dating and sex is sex. It doesn't matter yep. the, the gender norm. So Takes two people. Yeah. So, you know, dating is sort of a job interview in a way, right? <laughs> yep. The, it's it's training camp. People are trying out for the team. You're How interviewing them. If you went up to on your first date and the person handed you their resume. Yeah, for their, dating. their sex and dating resume. <laughs> Can someone please do that and, right. and let us know how it goes? <laughs> yes. Some resumes will be longer than others. But, oh, I see you have a lot of experience here, you know? Um. But yeah, it is kind of like a job interview to see if somebody is long-term relationship material. I mean, that's why most people still go on dates. People go on dates for a bunch of different reasons. What would you put as your resume then? What would I what? What would you put on your resume? Give me like your top thing that you would put on your resume. Um, I am a... Oh, God. Self-starter. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a problem solver. (laughs) I'm a self-starter. I'm a workaholic. I said one. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm on a roll now. I might put a sexual resume together and, and we'll we'll share some oh, information about good it later. God. Okay. I think wow. mine would say like I can tie a cherry stem in a knot within the first minute. Wow. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> I think my boyfriend would approve. <laughs> he approves this message. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Shay and I approve this message. So if it's true that you're dating as a sort of tryout to try to get into a long-term relationship, sex is a very important part of a long-term relationship, don't you think? I would think so, 100%. Unless you're waiting till marriage. Well, th- I mean... We're not th- talking about you people. You can just stop listening. Now. Yeah, that's not Tune a concept. Tune the next one. <laughs> I can't see the people who are waiting to have sex marriage listening to this show. I don't know. Maybe they could do tips and tricks. All right, maybe we'll do a future episode about people who are waiting to have sex. I don't have a lot of experience in that arena, but I'll try to... I don't think neither of us do <laughs> no. since I'm a mom. And right. <laughs> Patience is not our virtue when it comes to that. Yeah, more power to you guys. Props. But, I mean, if you all agree that sex is a very important part of a relationship, then remember, sex is one of the two most common things that end up destroying relationships. Sex and money. If the sex life goes down the tubes, then the relationship is going to go down the tubes. So if you are truly kind of looking at it as trying this person on for size to see if it's somebody you want to have a relationship with, you have to have sex with them. I I shudder at the thought of these poor people who do wait to have sex until they're married and then they finally do have sex and their partner is fucking awful and you are now tied to this person who was really bad at sex for the rest of your life at some point you're gonna have buyer's remorse and you're gonna be like what did i fucking get myself into <laughs> well then again if they're both virgins then maybe they could just be like in training or something well it's gonna be horrible the first couple times yeah anyway, guys just think back until point, to you like your first time ever it was rough and not in the good way rough yeah right <laughs> and that they're having sex for the first time on their wedding night just think of like your wedding night if we have some married people out there. How freaky deaky you guys got. Or the next day if you were too tired. Yeah. 
like just think about that and just think of those poor people that are doing it for the first time right then and there oh, that's so sad I, I can't even imagine at least, you know i could totally admit that i was probably horrible the first time i had sex but i was a fucking teenager that's my <laughs> excuse you people who are having sex for the first time as adults you have no excuse so shay would you be in a long-term relationship with somebody that was awful in bed no that's why I'm not in a long-term relationship with someone that's awful in bed. He's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right. You just proved my point is that that is an important criteria that you need to know about. So if you are going to consider being in a long-term relationship with somebody, you have to have sex with them to find out if that very critical piece of the relationship puzzle is going to be there. I agree. And the biggest thing is that if you're going to have sex on the first date, you should only do what feels good and what feels right to you. So you shouldn't ever feel pressured into this. Yeah, I think that people who do have sex on the first date are doing it for one of two reasons. Either their own pleasure or they're really trying to put their best foot forward and, and please <laughs> you know, this person that they just went on the first date with. You're trying to impress the person you're on a date with yeah. anyway on a first date. So if you are having sex with them, you're, it only stands to reason that that's another thing that you're trying to impress them with is your mm -hmm. skills in bed. So if you are doing that, then by all means, <laughs> go all out. Yep. And know your comfort level. Don't let someone, if you're, if you're having sex with someone on the first date, don't let them pressure you into something that you don't want to do. You're your own person. You can say no, I promise. Absolutely you can. If you don't want to have sex just because you don't want to have sex, whatever your personal reasoning is, then don't do it, you know? But a reason to not do it isn't because of like society rules yeah. or the stigma. Screw what other people think. Right. I can't stand dating rules. You know, there is so many dating rules. There was books written about rules and dating, and I can't stand that shit like like there's a one size fits all value system for every person on earth not not to there is no two people alike on this planet so you can't have societal dating rules that fits everyone so you know a lot of these silly dating rules like no sex until the third date that's a really big one that a lot of people and and some women tell other women that you better not have sex until the third date or the guy isn't going to like you or he isn't going to He's going to think like you're a slut or that you're easy or or that you are easy. Some women convince other women that if you have sex before the third date, you're easy. You know, I'm not a traditionalist. I can't stand traditional rules like that. And actually, I found a little article in Cosmopolitan that said exploring bedroom compatibility from the start can help you determine whether you want to actually invest in a relationship with this person. So was it sort of actually advocating having sex in a relationship sooner rather than later? It was. They said it's healthy. Even if it's first date sex? They said specifically first date sex. Oh, I love it. That I know. Actual respected, you know, this isn't like some hidden dark corner of the dark web actually trying to advocate people having sex on the first date as a way to overthrow humanity it's actually coming from well-respected magazines and and things like that yeah exactly i think another fear that women have about having sex on the first date or that other people have planted the fear in them is that the guy might think that they're not relationship material because she chose to have sex with him on the first date which is bullshit it's total bullshit in actuality i think he's gonna think you're awesome 
If a girl has sex with me on the first date, I think she's awesome. Not necessarily just because she gave me sex, but I think that it says a lot about her that she goes for what she wants. She's open-minded and she's kind of a rebel. She doesn't give a fuck about what society or anybody else thinks about her. She went for it. And those are all qualities that I look for in a girl. Yeah, I agree. And I think the biggest thing, though, is that we have to remember safety should be your first priority. Like priority number uno, (laughs) because you have to be safe out of anything, whether it be like going to that person's house or bringing them back to your house or whether it be using a condom or letting your friends know where you are. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. Absolutely. Is safety is the number one rule. You know, you've heard me preach on it a ton of times, whether it's the safe sex part about it. Okay. Obviously you have to practice safe sex, but your personal safety as well. That is the one downside of having sex on the first date is you didn't have a lot of time unless you did a lot of chatting and and flirting and, and talking on the phone and that sort of thing with them ahead of time. Just short of that, you didn't have a lot of time to look for red flags. Yep. Right. So um, make sure it's a lengthy first date, guys, <laughs> for sure. And use your instincts to let you know, is this somebody? I mean, if you're considering having sex with somebody, then your radar is up already to kind of really feel the person out and, mm-hmm. and see if um, you might have a risk issue there. And if if you even no matter how turned on or horny or gorgeous this person you're dating is, if you have any sense of red flags, then obviously hit the pause button. Yeah, I agree. And another risk that you should definitely be on the lookout for is before you even get down to that sexy time, um, make sure that you both are being honest about what you're looking for, whether it is just like, hey, let's hang out for a little bit. Let's have this be a friendship and hook up like friends with benefits kind of thing. Or let's see where this can go. I'm interested in you. You're interested in me, blah, blah, blah. Are we looking for a relationship? What are you guys specifically looking for in a person? And why are you out on these dates before you get to the sexy time? Because the worst thing is, like we talked about in our previous podcast, you don't want to be hooking up with this person and or seeing them and then get ghosted. Yeah. You, you need to know what the end game is with this whole thing, whether we're doing it because we're super attracted to each other or there might be potential here. I think that you need to know that ahead of time rather than just, you know, leaping before you look. I agree. You know, people put way too much emphasis on the act of having sex itself, but there are far more intimate things than sex, you know, that you are going to explore with this person as more dates go on. Like, I know it sounds crazy to say this, but when you think about it, it makes sense is Like sleeping in somebody's bed. I don't mean having sex. I mean actually going to sleep. To me, that is far more intimate than the act of actually having sex. I agree. Or like washing someone's hair, someone else's hair in the shower. Like I think that is one of the most intimate things you could ever do. Like not having sex in the shower, not talking about that, literally just washing someone else's hair. And it's funny because I think I've only had one person do that. I mean, obviously, other than your hairdresser. (laughs) But like it it was amazing. No, you're 100% right. So 
People would think it's actually fucking weird if somebody on the first date said, man, I just want to go home and wash your hair. You would think he's a fucking weirdo. Anybody who heard that story would think they're a fucking weirdo. But if you went back and said, I had sex with him on the first date, nobody would think that that's unusual because there are things that are more intimate than actually having sex. I think holding somebody's hand in public is more intimate on the first date, if she wanted to hold my hand, if we were walking outside, I would think this is this girl's fucking weird. If she <laughs> wanted to hold my hand on the first date, whereas, again, if we went and had sex on the first date, nobody would think that that was unusual. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because I didn't even realize the hand-holding part, but I didn't hold my boyfriend's hand for... A long ass time, I feel like, like out in public. Yeah. Like we would snuggle, we would have sex, but nothing to the point of holding hands out in public until like, I think maybe a month or two into dating. Right. So we just gave just a couple examples, the sleeping in the bed, the the washing of the hair, running your hands through somebody's hair or holding their hand. No, it's a good alternative though to holding hands. What's that? If you want to be close to them, you can always like hold onto their arm to like steady you when you're walking. Like if you're you're on like Uh heels and stuff. Yeah, sure. I think that's a good one. Good tip, ladies. Right. So all that stuff is more intimate than actually having sex, Mm -hmm. but yet everybody fixates and focuses on the sex on the first date. So when you think about it in those terms, you're like, okay, well, yeah, that makes a little bit more sense that we shouldn't harp on having sex on the first date. Right. I agree. Now, I'm not saying jump in bed every first date. Don't do it just to do it. I mean, hey, I think the world would be a better place if more people were having sex. (laughs) But if you're feeling those strong sexual vibes, that's actually a rare thing that you mesh with somebody that way to where you're both giving off those strong sexual vibes especially on a first date so it would be because it's so rare it would be a shame to waste it just because of some silly you know outdated rules that society made for you yeah i just think that society has even though it has come so far it's still such a fucking long way to go i know i don't think you and i are going to be the ones to change the world I mean, we can try. We're trying. Especially with this podcast, but... Right. We got to make it go, like, national. International. Yeah. (laughs) Another thing, if you are going to go to their place to have sex, it's also a really good evaluation for you to see where they live. Remember... And how they live. And how they live. Yeah. If you're using this as a job interview, like I said, that you're interviewing them to see if this is somebody you want to have a relationship with, you want to see how they live. Are Mm -hmm. they clean? Do they use Pokemon sheets from when they were like eight? <laughs> yes. They're, how they decorate says a lot about their maturity. Do they have curtains? Yeah. Or is it posters on the wall? Are they, <laughs> are they trendy and fashionable? That all tells you a lot about that person. Are they prepared with toilet paper rolls or do you have to use tissues? Yeah. Oh, God. Gross. <laughs> or paper towels. Oh, God. <laughs> so, you know, first dates are awkward as it is. Sex, I think, makes things less awkward because... When you go on a date with somebody, I always say it's their representative. It's not them. It's it's the first date version of themselves. It's not the Best real them. Best foot forward. Exactly. You, you don't meet the real them until mm-hmm. a few dates in when they can feel a little bit more comfortable showing that side of them. But when you have sex with somebody, even if it's on the first date, that is the real them. There's only one kind of sex version of yourself unless... You know, there's a freaky side to you that you only let go in other freaky arenas. (laughs) Like if you're a swinger or into BDSM, you know, 
you have to be around those similar people. But just short of that, you are the real you when you're having sex. So you will cease from seeing the first date representative and you will see the real them if you have sex with them on the first date. You know what I realized when um, we've been talking about this? That there's so many guys that I've gone on like just dates with especially when I'm particular, you know who you are, <laughs> that tries to act so tough and cool. Yeah. And like, he's just Mr. Cool Guy over here with his tattoos and his black shirt and tight jeans. Yeah. And then they just turn out to be just like softies. Yeah. Yeah. You mean when it comes time to get intimate? Not softies like their dick. I meant no. <laughs> I don't mean. I wasn't going there. Where was your head? Wait, wait. You I weren't meant, going there. No. That's shocking. Right. This is like a role reversal. <laughs> what is happening? No. I meant it, it, when the intimacy yeah, meaning like, that that curtain falls and now yeah, they're, they're like being... cuddle bug right, and yeah. like I loves yous. Like he said it. Like oh, he almost said I love you the first. Was it the first night or the second night? Wow. Yeah, I know. I was like. I think he almost said, I'm falling in love with you, something like that. And I'm like, what? Was that before or after you had sex? Uh, Was that pre or post orgasm? I can't remember. Wow. I mean, yeah, obviously some people let that loose after the orgasm, but it wasn't like during the sex that he let it loose. I can't remember if it was before or after. Huh. Well, I'll tell you, you know, people, it is hard for you to describe love. It's hard to put a definition to love. And I'm not trying to get so deep on you right here, but here we go. <laughs> but this is the truth. The best definition of love is when you can finally be vulnerable in front of somebody else. That's that really is the definition of love. You can't have true intimacy until you are comfortable with being 100% vulnerable in front of somebody else. All the other times, until you let that guard down, you have to maintain your, uh, you know, gender role or, you know, a tough guy image or Mm -hmm. the dominant person in the relationship. And until you're ready to show all your flaws and maybe cry in front of your partner (laughs) or talk about your feelings or any of that stuff, once you are finally comfortable doing that, not just doing it, but being comfortable doing that, that is the definition of love. So, and how many times have you heard someone say like, oh, how did you know she was the one? Or how did you know he was the one? And they always say, well, I felt like I could finally be myself around them. Yeah. And it's cliche. You see it in the movies and stuff. But people say, man, I feel like I can, I can say anything to you. If you really feel that way about your partner, then you have some pretty strong feelings for them. So how do we pull that? What is going on, John? <laughs> we are like role reversals <laughs> times 10 right now. No, no, no. I'm You're gonna, getting mushy-gushy over here. No, I'm going to reel it back in here in a second <laughs> oh, and boy. tie it back to first date sex. Is Like I said, sex makes things less awkward. So you are going to have that awkward first date-ness and, and the, the, your guard up because you're putting your best foot forward. You're going to have all that out laying in all the cards on the table on your first date, the way to drop all of that and to show a little bit of vulnerability is when you release that sexual tension by having sex and getting it out of the way. Instead of you building up this sexual tension that could last two, three, four dates and tons of texting and phone calls and innuendo and a couple makeout sessions that leads to sexual frustration and all that kind of stuff, it sort of clouds your judgment where... Am I just dating this girl because she's driving me crazy and I got to get laid? Or is it really because I like her? You will get all of that weird tension out of the way if you have sex on the first date. I agree. So, 
you know, all your interactions with them that follow are going to be less weird after you have sex. All your text messages, your dates, your interactions are now not going to come from a building up sexual tension, but it's going to be from a place of now we're in the let's get to know each other a lot better and, and move this whole thing forward because you got the sex part out of the way. And if it doesn't work out romantically, you may have found, hey, you just may have found a new fuck buddy. And if that doesn't work out, you may have just made a really good friend. Or if that doesn't work out, then you just may have had a good sexual experience, one for the books, you know, a and great then date. And go your separate ways. Exactly. Just make sure, like we said before, communication and so that everyone's on the same page. So one girl isn't feeling like she's falling in love with you and the guy is like, well, that was a fun fuck. I'll call you in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, because that kind of makes this whole conversation go full circle in that if you do have sex on the first date, there is just a little bit of a risk that your partner may be a stealth one night stander. Dicks. Yeah, we're going back to the one night stand. So you don't know that yet. You don't know until you've been one night stood. <laughs> yep. So just remember, guys, try to have that talk before the sexy time. Yeah. And if, you know, you said that's your concern, if things are going in the direction where you both kind of understand that you're about to have sex, then just make a simple statement like, hey, you know, I just want to let you know I'm not really in the one night stands. I even say that because it's true. I don't like one night stands. So if you make that clear, then the onus is on them for to be like, I have no intention on this being a one night stand. And then if they lie to you and they do one night stand you, then at least you know that it was nothing you did that that person purposefully. Jerks. Yeah, they purposely deceived you. Or yep. maybe you're god awful in bed and that's why they don't want oh, to see you again. Jesus. It's probably just them and who they are and just being assholes, though. Keep yeah, that but, in mind. But here's the deal. If they're going to one night stand you, the first date has nothing to do with that. They could have easily have one night stood you on the third date, right? It doesn't matter. Some guys are willing to wait a couple dates and put in the work in order to have sex with you. You know, it's it's that old adage that men have to work for sex where women can kind of get laid whenever the hell they want. Men don't have that luxury. I don't care how good looking you are <laughs> is you have to work for it. So some guys are willing to put in the work. And if his intention all along was to have a one night stand with you, it doesn't matter if it was the first date. It doesn't matter if it was the third date. And then, you know, he'll ghost you. A wolf in sheep's clothing is still a wolf, no matter when the clothes comes off. Yep. They'll always show their true colors sooner or later. Yeah. Normally, it's sooner because people can only put up an act for so long. Yeah. Fuck you over now. Fuck you over later. You're going to get fucked over. Yep. It's, it's not about the sex. It's about the person that you are having sex with. You just happen to find somebody who, who dogs women or dogs men that way. Because mm -hmm. it's not just guys doing it. It's girls, too. Girls can be assholes. Right. Right. We all have one. So. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, so, you know, the last thing I'll say is something that Shay touched on a little bit ago, which is if you're going to have sex on the first date, awesome. Just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Do it because you legitimately want to have sex or that you legitimately are doing it as a way to get a little bit closer to this person that you're really vibing with. Do not do it to try to leverage the sex into turning into love or relationship. Don't think that I am choosing to have sex with him 
because I think that will fast track this guy into wanting to have a relationship with me. That never works, guys. Like if a relationship's going to work, it'll work because of the two people that you are. It will never work because you think your body is going to help you. Like you might be a fucking sexy ass motherfucker. Whoa. But, but that doesn't make anyone love you. No. And, and all that's going to happen, it's going to blow up in your face because it's not going to lead to the relationship that you wanted. And you ended up having sex for the wrong reasons. You had sex that you didn't want to have. You did it as a tool to try to. And then you're going to just start thinking like, okay, what is, why am I not enough? Blah, blah, blah. Just stop fucking having sex to get ahead in a relationship, guys. That's not how it works. Yeah, sex is only good when it's healthy. And when I mean healthy, I mean mentally. And having sex with a hidden agenda is not a healthy thing to do. Nope. Either parties, whether you're the person trying to get ahead or if you just want to have a fuck buddy. So, again, communicate, guys. Did you say a person trying to get head? No, get ahead. Oh, ahead. Okay. Oh, my God. There he is. He's back, guys. <laughs> Goodbye, Mushy Gushy John. Right. Well, I was going to say, head is sort of sex-ish on the first date. Mm-hmm. That's what? Second base? Se- is it? Is it third is base? Is- I thought first base, at least the old traditional version, I think first base was kissing. Yes. Second base was, wasn't it like hand up the shirt? Like copping a, a well, boob then feel? what's fingering? I think that's third base. Well, then what's blowjobs? I don't know. No, I don't I think, think blowjobs was included in I that. I think touching, feeling, kissing was first base. Fingers in places and touching <laughs> things was, was second base. And then mouth in areas was third base. And then sex was all the way. I think that's a version that I haven't heard before. But um, for all you listeners out there, please tweet <laughs> us or send us a message and, and clarify. Please, we need proof, too. So please. Include, <laughs> proof? God, No, John. not like pictures. I mean like. <laughs> Links that that support your <laughs> please support don't send us Pornhub. No, we don't need that. We get enough John of that. John already has that on his bookmark. Yeah. All right, we're getting punchy now, so I think that's a good place for us to end it. Just remember, first date sex is not the taboo thing that society had led us to believe. No, and don't Amen. let fucking assholes tell you differently. Amen, sister. And that'll do it for today's edition of Believe in the Sex Playbook. I'm John Ibrahim. Make sure to hit me up on Facebook and Instagram with the username The Real John Ibrahim. And please remember to subscribe to the Sex Playbook and give the show a five star rating. Five. Did you hear what I said? Five. And I'm your co host, Shay Kilmer. You can find me on Instagram at Truly Shay, T R U L Y S H A Y. And you can send us your topic ideas, questions, concerned, if you need like a Internet high five, we got you. (laughs) And remember, you can find Believe in the Sex Playbook on your favorite podcast directories, including iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and tune in. And of course, always at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And speaking of Twitter, please tweet your questions or topics at me and Shay or your definition of rounding the four bases. And I promise we will try to read them in a future episode. And we will give you credit, too, for the winning definition. So you can find me on Twitter at John Ibrahim. And you can find Shay on Twitter at Kilmer Shay. That's K-I-L-L-M-E-R-S-H-A-Y. No relation to Val Kilmer, unfortunately. (laughs) And make sure to check out all the other great podcasts on the Believe Network, like the Believe in Betting Chicago podcast, Chi-Town Represent. Whoop, whoop. 
where host Joey Christopoulos gets into the growing sports betting industry here in Chicago. He just launched his inaugural episode just today. And if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Remember, sex sells. So come have some sexy time with us and advertise on the show. And you've been listening to the Sex Playbook on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.